You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. Welcome to Flying Casual. This is our 16th installment of Casual Council. Uh, a lot of the council out on missions right now. Mostly checking in on their families, making sure everything's cool. But I do have Rob and Scotty here at the council, a smaller council, but a wise one. And we've got a lot to talk about. Well, mostly one big subject because we haven't, we've speculated on this content, but now we're about five episodes in on the Bad Batch. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up. And that's, that's probably going to be what most of this conversation is going to be about. We may talk about Solo a little bit. Is he going to show up? It's possible. It's possible we didn't think we were going to get who we got in the latest episode, episode five, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. So who knows what we're going to get? We have no idea, but we're going to talk about it here. So guys, I'm going to be honest. I I, I was, I was hesitant to go into the show with any expectations. You know, I I wasn't really invested in the Bad Batch. I know a lot of people say that, but I was really just not like, why are we doing this? Like, I don't, I don't understand. There's, there's other stories to be told. Why are we doing this? Uh, but it is a, it's a ripe time. It's 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 there's so much going on with the creation of the empire and stuff. And and to tell those stories, we need to be invested in a few characters. Why not? Let's see how it goes. They've got a story to be told. Uh, they're hunted by this empire. So who better to tell it? It makes sense now. Five episodes in. I'm hooked. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, Scotty, how about you? Any skepticism going in and initially how you feeling so far? Yeah, I, uh, I agree with uh, not as hyped for the show, but I wasn't a Clone Wars person either until like the later seasons, and I still have not gone back and watched like some of that stuff in the middle. Yeah, you know the story. Um, but yeah, it, it sometimes it's got like um, you know a vibes of Rebels too, where there were lulls in the story, and I'm just yep. like waiting for the next thing to happen. It's like all right. Mandalorian, we crash on this planet to fix our ship. What's the next planet we're going to? Oh, something happened. We got to fix the ship again. Yep, so, yep. um, there's a lot of that going on, but there's all of these little Easter eggs and things for like the real sweaties. And uh, I know that planet they went to is in a bunch of other things, but it's just stuff that I don't know about. So maybe that takes away from some of my interests. But um, my favorite episode was the Finnick episode and yeah. the fact that she's been around. You know, not for nothing, if this kid ends up being a force sensitive, like, yeah, she's involved in the thicker plot lines of the overall stories, which is kind of cool. Yeah, something's so. going on with Finnick, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, it, it It seems too easy to just say the Kaminoans sent her out to go get Omega back. It seems too easy, because yeah. I almost think the Kaminoans like that Omega is away from all this that's going on while they're figuring their stuff out. Keeping that asset protected, they know the Bad Batch is going to protect her, uh, and that they're sure. kind of invested. In her, and I kind of like that that's happening. So there's maybe maybe mm-hmm. some twists out there may not be as as clear as we think. And 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 you're right. I think it, it, and this the 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 hesitation with this show and and kind of just like what are we doing? It's not even the fact that it's an animated show, right? Maybe before Rebels and stuff, you could say oh, another Star Wars animated. Show. Yeah, Clone Wars is cool. But, like, I mean, we're all in on animation and Star Wars now. Like, they've shown us they can tell great stories, mm-hmm. you know, make adults and children all invested in the same in the same story. So it's not even that anymore, right? It's just, you know, are we going to like these guys? I'm hooked. I'm in. Yeah, Scotty. Um, maybe it's just me, but there's a lot of death in so the So much death. 
Like I'm talking yeah. like through the heart blaster shots. Absolutely. There and, uh, but the, the alien race and the way that they were animated and some of the shots on the boss with the shadowing, I was like, okay, yeah, I was into this episode animation wise, but then in the same token, you see that flying thing and you're just like, yeah, all right. That could have been maybe a little bit better, a little more menacing, <laughs> but, uh, I get it. And the, the main, okay. I am hyped on the show as far as the, the empire and Camino yeah. because Camino yeah. had to have played a role in all this cloning technology that either Palpatine stole or, you know, like there's connections. Yeah. They, Sorry, sequel haters. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe maybe they are the original, you know, whatever Palpatine's doing kind of in the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy, maybe that origin started with the Kaminoans because, I mean, they are the cloners, right? They, they go to them for a reason. Exactly, like, yeah. They and, have that knowledge. And you're seeing a desperate people right now. Rob, I feel like they're on their toes now they're like okay we may not be needed we've got to up our game we're gonna go we're gonna up it to 12 because and maybe do some i mean it all feels experimental but since they seem to have mastered this cloning technology what else can we do it seems like they could be doing some dangerous stuff here just to remain you know useful and be an asset to this empire What, what do you think uh, you know what? This it, it immediately le- leads to what you just said is Omega because Omega and Scotty had just brought up and we had thoughts. She may be force sensitive. The way she went up to Sid in the latest episode, and the way she knew that she knew that for a reason. Yeah. And that was and it was a great call. Again, if you go back to our last episode, Scotty was talking about a lot of Omega, and he was talking about K Dune as well. Which is where is K Dune? But we'll get to yeah. that. But Omega <laughs> and the way that they're trying to up their their game for the Empire, and then they did the live rounds the one time, and then I was, and then they brought out the other people that went hunting for them. I was like, why didn't they put those guys in the in the trials? Yeah. Like, who are these guys? So, that being said, back to Omega, they had to up their game. They are correct, but it makes me think, where did the where did the Kimoni or the Kiminians? <laughs> hey, you got it. Where did they go? Where did they go? Did yeah. Palpatine destroy them all? Yeah. Because you don't hear about Camino much after, like, aftermath. It's totally lost. And even in, the even in you know, episodes 7, 8, and 9, it wasn't even mentioned. We had the Acolytes. So what you were just, two were getting at a, a few minutes ago, did the Acolytes eventually take over for the Caminoans? And did the, did all of the, did they, were they destroyed? And how did that happen? Yeah. How did that happen? Maybe that's to show the acolyte. We all want to be some bad Jedi guy. Yeah. But maybe there's an original acolyte that was able to infiltrate Kamino and steal all of their things to help make those four sensitive, which, of course, led to the rebirth of Palpatine, etc. Like, that's, that's cool stuff. And... That's where I was looking at it, and you guys just set me off. But that empire in that relationship is tacky right now. Yeah. And then we let in with Vanek Shand. Uh, Scotty, I saw you fly up with something. Before we go too far on that, we can't forget that they've now revealed Luke's hand was a part of all of this. Yeah. In theory, it's on Exegol in the Vader comic, and Palpatine states he can make anything with it. So did that 
play a factor in him just being able to take parts of the Camino technology and now combine it with the super force sensitive material that he's got his hands on? Is that why they want Grogu? Like, I hope the show links the two. Now, basically. I'll tell you, Luke brought up a great point, though. Could be Anakin's hand, and Palpatine just severed the forearm off, fed it to Masamita. Uh, who knows? That's obviously a joke. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Moss looks a little like he could, you know, eat human flesh. Um, but I, 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 I like what you guys are talking about. It, Scotty, you mentioned it feeling like it's pretty violent at times, and you, you did too as well, Rob, and... And I, I, I was a little surprised by it at myself. And then I'm just kind of thinking now, like, we should have kind of expected that, right? Because the Clone Wars itself was violent, right? But most of it's just clones killing droids. And that's how a lot of Star Wars is. And that's how they get around it being, you know, kid-friendly, but showing violence. But now you've got clone-on clones. You've got clone-on villagers. Like, it's going to... I don't know why we were so surprised because it's going to... I mean, that's it's a dark time. You can't... How can you avoid it? It's it's a, an empire taking over, and there's going to be rebellion. It's going to have to happen. If we're going to show it in an animated show, we're going to show it in a Y7 animated show, I guess. And But I was a little taken back. I'll tell you, when Crosshair, I mean, I don't know about you guys. What did you think of that moment? It was as if the Joker were back on screen uh, as Heath Ledger and, and giving a speech on on the world burning and and sometimes you know you know I I I don't want anything out of this. this is I'm just oh. I'm just either following orders hey, uh, or this is this is something. Hey Disney, can I get a statement on how I relay this to my seven year old? Like right? what are, what's the teaching moment here? Can I you know. just walk me through that real fast? It was it, it was, was something yeah, for man. you. They're all playing Golden Eye one hit kills. And that's what the blaster <laughs> looks like. He's not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it was just I know it was tough to man, it was it was really showing you what this can do, what this technology with these chips can really do and and man, if they can replicate this with more clones, how ruthless it's going to be for an Im- imperial army and 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 these recruits that they're going to get. It was oh, just yeah. brutal. They're going to replicate it with children yeah. that they steal from homes. Yeah. After they decimate yep worlds yeah like that's the stuff that disney can't and you know it's messed up we all hate it but they save that stuff for the comics i'm telling you yeah we're not gonna get maybe not for a long time maybe not ever in my opinion are we gonna get rated r star wars video media yeah i don't know and you're right we've we've actually got a lot of the even I want more kind of empire in in fighting. Like we're creating this new entity. There's a lot of people that have a lot of interest right now that are trying to you know get in the good graces of the emperor. And I want to see some more of that infighting. You're right. I don't think we can get that in an animated show, but we have got it in comics. We've seen Vader in being too. in Battlefront too. We've we've seen Vader being left out of the plans of the Death Star and going to Scarif and finding them and and freaking Krennic and them showing up and Tarkin and them button heads. Just people having their own interests and their own agendas 
And it's like, whose idea? We, we saw it a little bit with Thrawn, but that was a much later empire, right? Much had already been established. I want to see the infancy of it and just the grittiness and the backstabbing. Um, yeah. we, we, there was a novel that a little bit of that was going on. What novel was that? Going to the, the Imperial like galas and stuff, and there was some some sabotage and, and some... Wasn't that Lost Stars? Was it Lost Stars? Well, no, yeah, Bloodline. it might be a little bit. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Political. I like that stuff. Just seeing that kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, assassins and all that crazy stuff. But you're right. I don't think we're going to necessarily get that here. But this is the time period. Yeah, give us some more novels. Give us this is this is prime television, though. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you could do a weekly release, and it would just be a cliffhanger every week. I feel. But man, I, maybe we won't get that. I don't know. But that's a that's a time period that's. It's it's ripe on the imperial side, right? We're getting so much on the good side, and that's great. But man, I want to see that dark side. But uh, but did you, I? I, I want to ask you guys. You guys got young kids. Are you letting your kids watch these episodes? Yeah, How are they responding to that? Yeah. We've been watching. A lot of stuff goes over their head. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, they'll literally turn to me while we're trying to watch. Like uh, uh, I don't even know. It was uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And he's yeah. Jokingly goes. More fighty, fighty. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they're into the action stuff. But again, it's like people in armor. It's yeah. aliens. Yeah. So I try to explain to them it's blaster fire. Like these types of weapons don't even exist on our planet. We don't yeah. know how it affects the body, etc. You know, you got to you got to make your imagination work on yeah. some of this stuff. But I mean, yeah. yeah, there's stuff I don't show them. There's episodes I don't show them. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, Going back at that, too, I think that's what Disney has to handle. I mean, with the movie Black Widow coming out, we know that she is a straight assassin. So the only way that you can get people ready for, like, that next level Disney is to work them in. Work them in with this cartoon. Yeah groom these children and to mm-hmm. you know getting used to it that it can be edgy we can understand it but at the same time it's okay because it's cinema it's it's a work of art in the end it's what makes us all together because i mean just with the bad batch so far as we've already been talking about there's been lots of death scenes there's been lots of you know just what happened i mean record right now he's got a headache that definitely is his shit. you're right there's they've been be teasing that oh my god yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I just, I mean, I'll throw that out there. But, you know, starting at the beginning and going back to Crosshair, when Crosshair finally got back in their old home yeah. with his new flick and he sat on his bed and put his head down, yeah. I want to know what's going on with that, too. There's so much we can do. So what do, what do you guys think about those two things? Dude, there's an internal struggle going on. And and I, I, I mentioned this in the podcast. I hope that he has what it takes to overcome this kind of on his – I think that would be a nice story. It would be great – See his brothers come in, save him. Maybe Omega rips that chip out of his head. I don't know. But it would be nice to see that he's able to overcome because uh, it's just you, you feel for him. I, I've kind of joked how he's been a dick in the past, and he has, and I figured he was going to be the one to turn, and he did. Um, but it's just you do feel for him. I don't think he's too far gone. This is the story of redemption. It's a story of family, and that's that's what this is going to be about. I do hope that he gets that moment, though, for of his own, you know, his own free will to turn it around and make the right decision. Because 
other people have been getting that that opportunity, right? Like Rex had that opportunity, and that was a good moment. Yeah. Um, I, maybe we're not as invested as him as we are Rex, but it would be nice to kind of see that happen, especially from someone who's really been. I mean, Rex, they didn't put Rex in a freaking MRI place and jack his chip up to a twelve. It'd be nice to see him kind of overcome this. But Scotty, what do you think? I'm going the opposite on all of that. Full dark. Just every <laughs> dark side on, on both counts. Yeah. Both counts. So uh, where do you want me to start? Wrecker or Crosshair? What do you think about Crosshair? Because I, I, at first yeah, I did crosshair. too. I kind of thought maybe that, he's too um, far gone. But what do you think? I think Crosshair, oh, well, a lot of the internet also is speculating that he's going to be the the next phases of these troopers. Yeah. And that, uh, that ultimately him and other um, clones that that he deems on his level will be the ones they slowly take pieces of their humanity away until yeah. it's literally just like a brain inside a suit or yeah. however the phase three troopers are. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know how far they'll go with it, but obviously he's going to be leading the human battalions and trying yeah. to train cadets and things like that. Um, but who knows? I, I definitely think there's brotherhood there. You see moments where Crosshair is just like, side-eyeing himself even like you know good soldiers follow orders and that's literally where his brain's at i don't think he thinks any deeper of a lot of this stuff right now yeah and sometimes that's just as effective i think redemption is great but sometimes like the consequences of your you know your choices and yeah exactly like it's it may not be all, you know, rosebuds and, and fairy yeah. tales. If if it if if he does go continue down this path, wow, that makes a much more complicated story for the Bad Batch and how are they gonna overcome this and how are they gonna move on past it? What are they gonna have to confront him? That's gonna be really difficult. Like a like a turtles moment when Raph and Leo mm-hmm. fight, it breaks your heart, you know. You know mm-hmm. Raph's gonna kick his ass, but mm-hmm. it breaks your heart. Um <laughs> I actually did a deep dive on the turtles and I'm seeing all like People don't like Raphael. I'm like, where the hell were you in the 90s? Because Raphael was right. the man, okay? I understand Donatello's sure. cool, but there's like this Donatello renaissance, and you're seeing that with the, mm-hmm. all this tech love anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Rob, what are you thinking, man? I mean, is it is it possible that they could just – this is it. That he can't he can't come back from this, and that maybe not is not his fault. But this yeah. is the beginning of these, these troopers, and it is what it is, and the Bad Batch is going to have to deal with that. Yeah, that could definitely be it. I mean, right now he is completely giving in to being a test subject. Yeah. Like he's just like, hey, uh, like they already amped him up again. So that made me think, did they have to amp him up again because it's coming off? It's like wearing off. So it's kind of like something like that. Yeah. And then at the same time, I wanted, he was already, his chip was already kind of, I would say stronger than everybody else's yeah. because he was the one that pretty much could not when he was chasing K Dune. Yeah. He couldn't change that. And that's also something, I mean, before we get into Cade and everything like that too, and I know Scotty was going to go right into Wrecker and what's going yeah, on with him. Take on Wrecker first and, and come back to me or however you want to. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to throw in uh, with my Wrecker. I mean, I already said, I think it's the chip. I think it's malfunctioning inside him. Is it Omega that finds that out? And is Omega able to use maybe her powers to calm that down? I wanted to throw that in there with you before you started going on about Wrecker because they're clearly for was it two episodes it was the end of that last episode and then the two ones he's clearly having problems there's got to be something wrong wrecker is that you talk about wrecker yeah yes Yes, wrecker i'll be honest guys i didn't catch it until this episode that like he's just like oh my head like 
I didn't catch that at all. I'm like, wait a second. They've been setting this up. And Holly's like, yeah, they have. So, yeah, it's what's going to go down? I mean, Scotty, what do you think? All right. So this is the most basic way I can describe it. Goonies, chunk, sloth. <laughs> like there's going to be there's going to be a moment where Wrecker needs to like the chips malfunctioning yeah. and they're around other Order 66 people that are executing it and that's what's kind of more influencing him good soldiers follow orders like i can see him saying that kind of in that trance state and then omega or someone's gonna show him like she altered that doll or something like that gonna snap him out of it but at the last second he's gonna have to do something trap them all in somewhere sacrifice himself so they escape but i think that would be awesome for him and they're just setting up the two of them being so close yeah the, the subtle little high five after sid called her the smart one yeah like it they are setting us up man it's it's interesting how aware she is right like when they're I, i'm recalling when the bad batch were captured in that that like detention area and she goes over to crosshair and says it's not you like this. This isn't, you know, it's not you who's doing this. And I understand that she's very aware of what's going yeah, on. Dude. And that it's like, awesome. if she's able to, you know, if she is in this moment, able to do something about it, why isn't she in it? But you got to realize she's a kid. Like maybe she doesn't, maybe she's not aware of that, that well of what's going on. And it's just her realizing he's got a good heart and all this that's going on with him. It isn't him. It's something else. So I, I'm curious to see if 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 there is something about her. It, it seems there's like they're setting something up that she is some sort of vessel or some sort Ooh, of of, so. of of in like the perfect prototype. I don't know, um, but it yeah. just it, throw this in when yeah. you just said like with the whole Omega thing and and what Scotty just brought up. Does this lead to a moment where Wrecker sacrifices to save them from Crosshair and ultimately Crosshair and Wrecker are, you know, they become deceased. And that's that's like Scotty, when you said that right there, that's all I could think about is that that sacrifice and how they're building up that connection with Omega does it snap him out of it? That would be beautiful to see. It's almost, I can almost relate it to the thund, uh, Thundering Mantis, where this one guy, the main character, Lunkar Yan, goes this whole movie and learns the, th- the Mantis style. I know this is totally crazy, but it's not a Dragon Vlard series moment. But <laughs> he learns this thing, and he, <laughs> he actually... He actually doesn't try, dial into the Mantis style until the one point where they kill this the grandfather that taught him the Mantis style. They kill his grandson in front of the guy. And he goes, it shows all these clips of these movies, or the whole movie, it goes back over all this remembering the good times. And then that dude, it's one of the best endings for a kung fu flick that you'll ever see. He just goes Blitzkrieg and destroys everybody. It's Jeez. insane. But that reminds me that if he if he does change and she shows him that bunny or is able to tap in and show him that buddy that might ultimately might give him or that sacrifice might happen i'm not saying it's gonna happen but i think that that would be like a season finale kind of like crushing thing like okay wrecker's gone crosshair's gone they already messed with crosshair so he's already done being a test dummy they're already building more like him yeah and where does it go from there for season two are we getting we're yeah. getting a lot of episodes? 
Or is it only, I, I don't, don't know. know how many episodes it's been announced. I don't know, man. I have, yeah, yeah, I have like no Clone idea. Wars, they do like 14 episodes, right, or something? Yeah, they're, they're, pretty, them, big, so. they're pretty big seasons. And that's interesting. I, you know, I, I just haven't really put too much thought into that doll that she's carrying around. Um, the only mm-hmm. thing it reminded me of is in Rogue One where those Death Troopers find that, that little Stormtrooper doll. But you're mm-hmm. right. Maybe there's there's something that could trigger, you know, some sort of, um, just, you know, salvation moment, just a redemption. I, I don't know. Or maybe, you know, it would be kind of cool if, if he knows he's got to do something to save everyone. And he dresses the doll up like him to remind her of, of him. That would be pretty heartfelt. Like, are we ready to say goodbye to Wrecker? I, is anyone talking about that? Like, are we, are the bad batch going to have to make sacrifices? Are we so invested that they can't sacrifice anyone? I mean, we've lost people like Kane and Jars. We've lost, really huge characters and, and, and storytelling and, and not that, you know, late in the, in the, in the story itself. So are we ready to lose Wrecker this season? I don't know. I don't know. I never even really thought about that. That's yeah, that's deep because you know, they usually go for somebody that would be big and Wrecker right now with Omega, that connection is bigger than what's going on with Hunter and Omega. Yeah. Because when it comes to Hunter and Omega, Hunter's almost playing like the dad and Wrecker's like a cool uncle. Yeah. And then you want to fly back to that. Then that makes you think that, are they going to sacrifice Hunter? Because he's literally the the leader of them and he holds them together and he's my favorite character. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, I love them all. But outside of that, I, it seems like that, that that would be the less of the two sacrifices because yeah. I think the connection that Omega and Wrecker have ultimately together are that. But, it, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that maybe Wrecker's death and his sacrifice wakes Crosshair up to save them. Yeah. I, that too. Yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's talk about kind of what where this all is in the galaxy. I feel like the last episode... Um, the latest episode five was a very unexpected, enjoyable episode. I had no idea really what to expect. And, and then you see this character come in, uh, that, uh, that, um, oh God, Sid's talking to. And I'm like, is that Bib Fortuna? Like, it was just moments. I'm like, wait a second. Are we really going here? Are we tying in this show with the original trilogy here? We're going to have Bib Fortuna. And then uh, and when we get to this creature, it's logged up. I'm like, oh, my God, it feels like it's going to be a baby rancor. And here busts out a little baby munchie, a little baby rancor. It was it was I was like, oh, my God, we're doing this. So it really sets you up of like where we are in this time in Star Wars. And I felt like we talked about in our last episode of the podcast, at least I did, like what? This time period, it feels like it's ripe to talk about like the Empire and it's 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 infancy. But it's also a time to talk about these crime syndicates because while there's not really like a power vacuum, it's not like the Republic just disappeared. And it's like, okay, who's in charge now? It's like it's just a different phase of the Republic, and it's this empire trying to get its 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 hold on things. But we know from all of Star Wars that the Empire, they don't necessarily always work with these crime syndicates, but they often turn a blind eye, maybe give them a cut of things. Hey, you can, yeah, you can rule this planet or whatever, like um, – so I thought it'd be cool to kind of see the, the the stirrings of that, and then this episode drops, and I'm like, oh my god, you're this is it's what you're doing. You're doing this very thing, and to me, the thought of like Bib Fortuna going to Sid to get a Rancor, like 
in the original trilogy, you know, when Job was well established, that never would have happened. They'd had their own people to go out and get this thing back. No one would have ever been so stupid as to cross Jabba other than Han Solo. So it's cool that you're seeing this infancy of like Jabba's kind of crime syndicate starting up to where they're going and paying a crap ton of credits to someone just to get their rancor back. That's something they never would have done in episode four. So I'm like, oh my God, they're actually, they're doing it. You know, they're not this big, bad, you know, hut clan that they, that we know they become. Um, there's other players out there and the empire hasn't really kind of put its grass on things. What, what, what are you guys thinking of how they're, did they do a good job? I mean, do we even care that it's, you know, we got a big little baby, baby grand court. I mean, we feel bad for him. We think Luke kills him. Maybe he survives. I don't know. But, uh, Rob, how are you feeling about them kind of tying this into the Star Wars as we know it? Are they doing a good job? I, I think it was great, and I'm sorry if I just kept thinking about Luke killing the baby Rancor <laughs> Munchie. It was like, and, and to go back, I mean, we were talking for a second before we went live about how that flying creature looked just completely badass. Sorry, yeah. you got to say yeah. it. And how, how you know, Moochie went after it, and it finally caught him on a ground-to-ground level, and he owned it even though in baby form. And again, that's yeah. something that comes from Star Wars Galaxies. If you know the development of a baby Rancor and you have a baby Rancor, then you know that even at that stage, that Rancor is like a tank. So they portrayed that very well. But to, for that baby, that child to know after it bit, to do a double fist pound yeah. on the head and continuously hit the head. I mean, I, that's <laughs> stuff I've never seen from a Rancor. Yeah. I've never seen that. That, to me, was really cool to just see how a Rancor could actually even go head-to-head with Wrecker. Yeah. And and Wrecker hold his own, which is more kudos to Wrecker than <laughs> I thought. I mean, he got owned, but to have both of them tired at the end and to wear them out kind of shows how powerful Rancor or how powerful Wrecker is and how powerful Munchie is at that age level too. So this is something that just opened everything up. But again, it, coming back and you talking about you know the crime syndicates, the Pikes, the Crimson Dawn, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then tying in with Solo, I want to throw it out again, this one, uh, to Rebel Roses, when they did that incarnation of Solo 2, where they all read different parts and things like that, mm-hmm. I thought it was really really intriguing at the one point when Han Solo was going to buy a bunch of Jedi, because this is what the story they set up, this is not, this is just fan fiction, Han Solo was sent to buy these lightsabers from a bounty hunter, the and that bounty hunter took these lightsabers from children. They were a lot of children lightsabers that this hmm. bounty hunter took them from. And, and there was a twins in there. There was a twin in there too. They brought that up too because I think that that was the one. But that's when, in their rendition, that's when Solo ran across Boy Luke mm-hmm. as well. So I thought it fit well with the time. And it also went with that. And I bring that up for a reason because there's so much in this time period we don't know that we're now exploring, bringing yeah. up the Empire, having, you know, what's the just of the Empire seeing, you know, you brought up Krennic and how him and Tarkin had their things. And now Tarkin seems to be fitting more into his Tarkin role that we all yeah. know him as, a badass. Again, I said it twice, sorry. <laughs> and he, uh, he comes through. This is good stuff. And... I thought the Bad Batch wasn't going to be any of this. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else thought that. You made reference to that. 
I didn't know that in these five these five episodes, you get Tarkin, you get Fennec, you get Munchie, you get all you get Omega, yeah. you get Where's K K Dune? Sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, you you get so much because where is 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 K Dune? Does he eventually run across? And where does his story go? I know Scotty knows a little bit about that as well too, because I think. That's something that needs to come up before the end of the season. You just don't have a Jedi boy run away and, and disappear, and then you just don't show him the rest of the series, at least this series. You, he's got to be back before the end. And that's kind of what may, is making me think about this timeline really makes your mind explode in so many different directions, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's... I, I... I don't know why I didn't really, you know, expect it to. It may, it may not. You know, they may just kind of scratch the surface here on these crime syndicates and stuff. But we were introduced to Fennec Shan. We were teased. We saw stills of her and, and Star Wars themselves showed us, hey, Fennec's going to be in this too. And we know there's a tie-in to Boba there and Boba and the Huts And there's all these connections. But I'm like, are they really going to – is the Bad Batch where we're going to go there? Uh, and it seems like we are, and it makes I, the one thing I didn't think, you know, when I'm watching a New Hope, um, or not even a New Hope, um, oh God, when uh, when Luke escapes, uh, Episode Six, the Rancor, right? That's Episode Six. Am I making that up? Jobs Palace. Yeah, the beginning. Um, yeah. At that point, I didn't think I needed to know the Rancor like hierarchy and how they, you know, how the familial relationships like. But it's like we learned a cool tidbit of information about Rancors that you just kind of got to size them up and knock them out and punch them a couple times and they <laughs> respect you. Um, big dumb animals. I love it. Um, and that's what Wrecker is. And it's fantastic. But I, I just I did not imagine we'd kind of go in, in this deep and in, in, in this underworld. And I, I hope we explore it more. I hope this isn't just one of these times where it's like, oh, cool, it was Bib Fortuna or Rancor, and then we go just off somewhere else. And and maybe we will. They did that in Rebels a little bit. You know, we see our legacy characters. You see Leia, and it's just or Orlando, and it's just a kind of a blip in the show, and then they're gone, and that's that's fine. But this underground, underworld kind of stuff, I feel like is is kind of ripe, and it, it may lead right into the book of Boba Fett, but. Um, Rob, Scotty, what do you think about how are they doing tying it into Star Wars as we know it? Are you enjoying it, especially that last episode? <laughs> it's all connected, bro. It is it's all connected. It is. I don't know, and and maybe people don't know this because Disney sure as hell didn't want us to know. But Dave got a little bit of a promotion. You know, they changed some titles on the website. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's running the show right now, bro. He's yeah. running it. Everything, Get promise, like storyboards, all that Twitter stuff. a lot, too. He's yeah, been they're on, on. It's not him, but there's a lot of respect going out for Dave right now. And it's so weird that Disney, like, just changed the title on the website, and apparently it's been the case since last summer or where, like, well, he's had all this power for a long time. But I think it is all connected. I think we will get more syndicates. I think um, a lot of people think that Dryden Voss is going to show up in the yeah. show. yeah. Based on the evidence that his hologram also appears in the Clone Wars, like like a young Caleb mm -hmm. uh, did, and um, you guys went in on a lot of this stuff. But yeah, crime syndicates. I definitely think we're gonna get more of the Dryden Solo and and Tarkin. Luke. Like Tarkin is gonna be the homie right now. Yeah. Like Order sixty six. And all this master plan, like, this was, like, kind of his little baby. Like, he, he kind of is leading the charge on moving away from 
the current structure. Like he's trying to take control essentially. Yeah. And I, I think it'll be cool if they show in the, cause in the Vader comic, like uh, him and Vader kind of butt heads a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get any of that, but there's definitely like two paths that the empire wants to go on. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, Rob. I want to throw this in real quick. Bib Fortuna knew Munchie. Was Bib Fortuna Munchie's uh, creature handler? Because that is always, I've always told you about Star Wars Galaxies. That is a class. And yeah. when Munchie saw Bib, Bib was just like, hey, come on, hugs. And yeah. Like, he knew that. Maybe because we're going up to what, like we were just talking about Tarkin and how he's rising levels. Is this how Bib got Jabba to finally say, you're the man? And then maybe that's why Bib ultimately became fat afterwards because <laughs> after Jabba died, his rancor died, he went into a drinking phase and just didn't care. <laughs> that is exactly why he is fat and gets shot by Boba Fett. Rob is looking for a book of Bib Fortuna. And it's gonna just it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna just be like Obi Wan just book. becomes a recluse, just goes and finds some hut somewhere. Um, it, it, you never know, man. And that's the thing. Like, do we want more Bib Fortuna action? I could see a short story about Bib and him. Just, but I lost my rancor. That's all I had. I mean, the guy downstairs kind of that, that Luke kind of passes getting out of there. Like it seemed like he might've been pretty attached to, I don't know how Bib felt. Maybe, maybe this was his pet, but the thing was important enough for them to go get it. Maybe it's a, a status thing or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was so funny. Like who would have thought that we would have ever needed that? Um, and, and you guys, Scotty, you mentioned the, the Dave Filoni thing. I I just, I don't think it's so much star Wars wanting to keep it under wraps. I just feel like that, that Dave just, it's not, that's not important to him, right? It's not, they want this. He's been telling great star Wars stories for, you know, over a decade now. Like it's just, that's what matters to him, and and I think he probably asked them. Let's let's not make this a thing, because uh, I'm He's sure Hindu, bro. I'm sure they want to say Dave Filoni is here forever, and and everyone's gonna feel united under his story. He already he already knows that. He knows that you know he he is a main storyteller in this, and they don't need to make a spectacle of it. And I know everyone wants to, but like I I don't know what has been different now than it was ten years ago. You know, yeah, George Lucas was around, but like. George Lucas was so far out on Star Wars at this point. He hated the way people treated his prequels. He's like, I'll make animation stuff for kids. And it's like he wasn't going to do it forever. So to me, nothing has really changed. But everyone made such a big deal of it, and I just I didn't understand why because he has been the, the main creative there for a long time now, and he's deserving of all the credit, but that's, that's, not, that's not how he operates. He's a storyteller. And he, that's what he wants to get lost in. He wants to make sure we enjoy it. To him, the accolades, and I, I'm sure that stuff is, is rewarding, right, as a creator, but he's kind of past all that, right? Like, he has worked with the man himself. Any title that he's going to get, it's not going to matter. So I, 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 think, I don't think it's been Star Wars doing this. I don't think it's been... Kathleen Kennedy saying we got to keep this. I, I I don't know. I don't know why there's so much interest. If anyone did it, it's him saying this isn't a big deal. You know, we're, we're telling fun stories yeah. and it's all fiction, right? So it's just I don't know what you guys think. I just I was so shocked that this was such a a, a discussion or a a storyline for people because I was like, I what has changed? You know, what would have made it different if we knew when the official like nothing, right? Like they would have continued to make fans, this and yeah, good, yeah. 
I was going to say, I think what fans want most is Star Wars to show that they care about what we care about, bro. Like, there are so many people on the internet that just want them to let Dave do what he's doing. They're letting him do that, but there's a lot of us. We just need to know, man, because some of the stories have been sketchy at best, and there are things that they did that are arguably wrong and just not great storytelling. There are parts of some of the sequels that are just, you know, you can people go back and forth on it all day. That just means to me there's a divide and if Disney's not going to change their approach to some of the PR stuff and just give us something. Give yeah. us that one thing. Don't backdoor announce the one guy we want to do everything, you know. Maybe that is for him and that's fine. And and fans will definitely understand that if it came out where it was like, you know, Dave didn't want to make it a big deal, for sure, but Yeah. People are reeling right now. Every video about anything on the Star Wars channels just flamed and I really just think it's because there's they're not even trying to reach out really sometimes. Well, it just feels like the whole May 4th thing. It's like I just have questions. No, tell, I want to talk about it because I want to know because to yeah. me, like, it hasn't been that big of a deal. And I, I don't think people are going to be satisfied until they learn that Kathleen Kennedy is no longer the president of Lucasfilm. Like, to be frank. And here's the thing. You're not wrong. I don't think Dave Filoni wants that. Dave Filoni is not going to be the creative that he is if he's overseeing the entire company. Because that's mm-hmm. – Kathleen Kennedy has been a great producer of things, and she has a long resume of – fantastic films that people don't even realize she contributed to, but there's a lot of decision-making that goes on that doesn't allow a person to be a creative. Dave Filoni is a storyteller and that's what he needs to be. And to oversee an Mm -hmm. entire company is going to take away from that. That's just a side of the business that not everyone wants to deal with. And he still has a long way to go. In my opinion, his, 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 his directing of the, the uh, Ahsoka episode was probably my least favorite episode of the entire season too. Like I just mm. didn't feel like he, a lot of people he didn't that. bring yeah. that one. It was cool to see Ahsoka, mm-hmm. but I was like, where the hell are we going here? Really dark. Like, yeah, yeah it was, whole, it was fine. Darked out. Yeah, but yeah. he's, he's a storyteller. And that is mm-hmm. what we need to remember. And I just, I don't think people are going to be happy unless they hear what we talked about there. They, they, they get Kathleen Kennedy's not, but it's like, dude, we are, you are limiting then. If there's going to be this one person mm-hmm. overseeing everything, you're limiting the creativity that can come with, with more insight. And, and I think that's what they're trying to do. He's a, obviously a massive influence and, and everyone understands that, but he's also asking people to be creative with him bringing in John Favreau, bringing in these directors who are also helping write these stories. That's awesome. That's what we should want. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he necessarily wants to be the president of the company. I think that would actually be a detriment to it because someone's got to be doing that stuff and we need to allow creatives to be creatives. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's completely wrong and I'm misunderstanding it. I just don't know what people want. Like what, what would make them happy? I, what do you think, Scotty? I don't know. I mean, Literally, all they got to do is lay some of this stuff out. Like, tell us what he's tell us what you're working on, what he's a part of, what he's not a part of. It just sometimes to me feels like they don't care about the response they're getting. They're turning into like an apple. Like, they don't have their comments even turned on on their shit. They will launch the iPhone and the iPad all day long, let you sit there for an hour and a half watching it. You're not allowed to comment. You're not allowed to ever. There's nothing, and then it's done. Yeah. Disney Star Wars will turn into that, or 
it'll get better. And I am not holding my breath for it getting better. People are still <laughs> buying the iPhone. You know? That's the thing. So, it doesn't matter. So we're either going to become a community that they don't hear or, you know, like I feel like that's, that's going to be a bad look. If they just keep moving further and further away from the fan responses to things, they don't ever really bite the bullet. You know, no one ever comes out and says, ooh, sorry that we crapped on that one YouTube kid. Feel really bad about that. Yeah. Or like, you know, like there's just divides that happen within the fandom. Nobody, the Cara Dune thing, no statements get made. Like statements get made and then people have questions. They're not going to adjust the questions. It's going to get worse. It's snowballed, in my opinion, from that Ryan Johnson tweet. And I might actually personally make a video just laying all the evidence out that I have on, like, why this is so bad right Wait, now. Wait, what was the Ryan Johnson tweet? I mean, the whole Mike Zero zeroed it and how they made that, like, an acronym on set for – they had a guy. This is the story and how he tells it. They had a guy that would go online and search for online theories, and the worst ones they would uh, they would label like zeroed it, and so it was like hashtag zeroed it, and it literally became a thing around the set where like you'd throw something in the trash can, miss it, and go zeroed it, and he made that a whole tweet. Interesting. Yeah, dude. Wait, That's what's yeah, was thing deep. Hold on a second. Here's but here's the thing. Mike Zero knows what he's doing, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no and one I get that. And if you're here's the thing, if you're gonna go, there's out, a lot it, of people that support Mike Zero that were like, "Wow, you're kind of terrible for, for doing that." Well, completely so. understand. But the thing is, it's like if you're gonna make a video that says Brie Larson <laughs> ruined Star Wars. You know what it is that you're asking. I'm sorry. You're just making stuff up, right? And that is what attracts a very large audience. And if the actual creators are like, dude, come on, and it becomes a joke, I don't know how you're like, people are upset about that because Mike Zero knows what he's doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's following the algorithm right now. Exactly. what was Mike Zero doing before that statement, bro? He was a fan like everybody else. Oh, absolutely. Making up theories. All that kid ever did was grind theories all day, no matter how batshit crazy they were. The day the negativity (laughs) started hitting, the day the negativity started hitting his channel and the views started popping on the negativity. Yeah. That's all the kid does now. And that's, I feel terrible. I mean, that's he like, doesn't even theory craft anymore. Yeah. That's like, that's all, that's almost like saying Chewbacca was the worst thing to happen to star Wars, man. That would get 10,000 views, maybe a hundred thousand because <laughs> we already true. know that yeah. we're trying to bring people. What we're talking about is trying to bring people together in the direction Disney's taking and how we like it because we all love star Wars on flying casual. Yeah. We don't fight. We, we literally are the only platform that I've ever seen that does not fight about star Wars, whether it be expanded universe or Canon or yeah. non-Canon or eat your Canon. It doesn't matter because yeah. we're all on, the same page all the time but what i think is happening there is that there is tension and there's fun to be made but what he's doing is just like you could just throw something out like that what i just said and it would literally get so many people up in an uproar that ten thousand negative comments is actually ten thousand comments on your video and it makes you look like a boss plus Scotty already brought it up. He's following the algorithm. What is it? 511, 518. His videos always end yeah. on that. Yeah. Like that that time is the perfect time. Like you were talking about a little earlier, 30 second videos, 15 second videos. We got uh, YT shorts now. I'm, I'm, you know, so that, so as you're seeing all this come together, I'm just waiting for like 
finally the EU people, and I think that's what Disney is doing a lot of this for, is they're trying to adjust to the EU yeah. and bring that just only EU people and bring them in slowly mm-hmm. and give them something that they will like. And I don't think they're alienating any people like us or the people that are just straight canon yeah. because like kids that don't know any of the EU or any of that, they're not going to have those qualms. So as Disney presents this to them, by the time any of those people go back and read the books, it's just a different story. Yeah. And all, guys, I'll be honest. This isn't me playing dumb. Well, I mean, I'm technically playing dumb. I, I've been so far out of, like, the discussions online since, like, 2015 because I cared about those discussions in 2015 because people cared about quality, long-term discussions on YouTube, and they don't anymore. So I've been so far removed from, like, what's going on. I did not realize there was a defensive Mike Zero conversation going on. I did not know that because, to me, the dude is making videos that are clickbait. Like, that's what they are, and they're literally 100%, 100% made-up stories. I really blame him for my response to some of the sequel movies. Like, yeah. the homie had me convinced Luke Skywalker was going to destroy the Knights of Ren. And that's, destroy them with lightning bolts and, and everything. See, and that's that's the thing. that He has, regardless of whether he's saying he has insider stuff or whatever, he had expectations for those movies, and he set people up with those expectations that may, mm-hmm. they may not have had themselves. We all did it. I was speculating on The Last yeah. Jedi. I walked out there being like, huh, that's not what I thought we were going to get. But then I ended up, we made a in defense of The Last Jedi video on Rebel Watch, and the thing blew up. It was awesome. But, like, because I, I sat and took time with it, and that's when you could actually sit and have a conversation with people online. That doesn't happen anymore. But I just I, – I, that blows my mind because I don't know, like, what Star Wars can do because you are going to have people that aren't pleased that this – I get the sequel trilogy is, like, what everyone's concerned about. And a lot of it is because it wasn't their Legends material or Luke Skywalker didn't pull a Star Destroyer out of the sky. Like – it's these these fantasies that we had about these characters that we literally had no time with in Star Wars. Luke Skywalker was not an epic Jedi in Episode Six. He just wasn't. He could barely wield a laser sword. Chewers. He had a couple years Chewers. of trainings. I, I don't know what people expected because these Legends books, George Lucas didn't give two shits about them. As great as they were, that was not his Star Wars. So everyone had an idea of what this Luke Skywalker should have been, and that's on us, man. That's on us. And so I don't, I, I, I don't know what they could do to please those people other than just move on and take cool elements and give them to us. But they have to move on. And, yeah, they made mistakes. I know JJ's going out and be like, there was no plants. Like, dude, come on. When is anyone going to move on? From- yeah. Ryan Johnson move has on moved on from anything. this project. As much shit as he got, that guy held his head up high. He's like, I'm going to make great movies. Peace. Like, I'm not going to let this define my future. Yet we continue yep. to focus on the negativity. And, and you know what? Those people that think they need an answer aren't aren't looking at the great t- content we've got since then. I thought The Rise of Skywalker was a fine movie. It was cool. But, like, look at all the Clone Wars we've got. Look at the Mandalorian. And you know what, Sky? You know I know they listen to those people is because of the shot of Luke Skywalker walking through the Star Destroyer in the Mandalorian. They're getting better that at it. That never would have happened. And I still don't really understand the scene much. Like, people, like, bawled over it. And I'm like, I don't resonate with that. And that's cool. Same. I don't resonate with that, but 
that is them listening to those people and giving them the things that they wanted because that meant the world to them. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, but you're, they're never going to please everyone. And we all have to remember that. Like they're, they're, it's a huge IP. Like it's, yeah, it's garnered to kids, but like, there's a lot of people that feel invested with it. We feel invested with it. And sometimes when they miss the mark, we feel bad about it. But like, ultimately people got to realize it's fiction. It's storytelling. Like it's, it's a profit driven machine. Like what's mm-hmm. making the money is going to, it's going to get, you know, second seasons. It's going to get, you know, sequels. So it's, it's, I don't know what they can do, honestly, to, I, I don't know what I they aren't clarify. doing. Yeah. Um, my defense is not really for Mike. Yeah. It's for the response. It's for someone like Ryan Johnson to feel the need to do some terrible, in my opinion. You know, it's you're attacking the kid. You're, you're yeah. attacking him. Yeah, that's, that's never. Doing. That's never. For no right. reason. He's harmlessly out here making up stuff. Some of it's better than what you guys are doing. Like, yeah. no nonsense. Some of it's better than what you're doing. So I don't know. Yeah. Man. I'm not trying to be – and I'm I'm fanboy dreaming when it comes to a lot yeah. of this stuff. It's like I just feel like they could have done a lot. They could definitely they handle that Luke thing. I feel like that Luke thing was just like a, here you go, shut up. Yeah, It just kind of came out of <laughs> nowhere to me. I mean I, I was just like that's not where I saw the Grogu thing going, but okay. Yeah. But then it's like now what? I, I mean I, – I, Dude, what? now it's Sebastian Stan, young Luke Skywalker, and if you don't do it, it's probably the biggest, like literally the biggest missed opportunity to do mm. something like that. Or you're gonna just you're gonna just time jump with Grogu. Now he's yeah. learned all this stuff. Like, really, that's what you're gonna do? The the only uh, way uh, you can get I'm scared a legitimate like Luke Skywalker in his you know, most master Jedi moments other than I, you know, I think the last Jedi, there was some cool stuff there. What other Jedi has literally presented themselves across the galaxy? I, I, that was cool. No one seemed to give a shit about it, but it was a pretty masterful <laughs> moment. But you know, like this, him swinging a laser sword was cool, but it's like you, then you're going to have to live cast him and have someone show that story. If you're, if you're going to yep. want that prime, Luke doing flips, Anakin, Obi Wan Kenobi fight. I it's. I want to throw in you just you both just said right there. You want a story. The EU wants story. That if if they did bow down and give Luke that scene in the hallway, how? Because you just said it right here. He was pretty much he barely knew how to handle a lightsaber in Return of the Jedi, which. The Return of the Super Return of the Jedi, if you play that video game for the Super Nintendo, it kind of goes through what he learns. Mm-hmm. But the only way you get that to that powerful of a Luke is through the Dark Empire. That's the only way you can get to it. I mean, there's other ways they can write it, but you don't have to bring Palpatine coming back after, you know, in ghost form coming after Luke. You don't have to do all that. But you have to tell the story of how Luke became that powerful to answer your question of he wasn't really weak and he always did his duty. He threw it away because if there's one thing I've always said, Luke does his duty. Obi-Wan always does his duty. But EU Luke, once he has to, other than Kytus, mm-hmm. other than that's the only time he didn't do his duty. And I understand why. That is the only time. So that has to be explained. But also what happens, what you just brought up about Grogu going into the future, 
you have to have that too. Yeah. So it, does this go back to, we just said the acolytes are the people that took all the to, uh, technology for the comedians or is the acolyte really Ben Solo and that's the destruction of the Jedi Temple. Of course, that's probably not going to happen. I'm completely wrong. I already know we read the things, and they want to say all the different things. But where is that story? You've both raised great theories on both where it was going. And if you're going to get that powerful, Luke, give us something. Give us something now. Well, it, because Or not now. Give us something five years from now yeah. or whenever because we need that explained. Well, and that's, that's, so that's the thing. Like, it would be cool. I don't necessarily need to know how he got so powerful. I just know people want to see it. That's cool. I'm not one of the guys who's like, how did Ray know how to handle that? She wasn't even trained. This is ridiculous. Like, I'm not that kind of a guy. But like, like the, like the, the Grogu thing, or not the Grogu thing. You, you mentioned the destruction of uh, Luke's temple. The comic hinted at something that happened. I need that explained. If it wasn't Ben Solo, okay, it was this dark, menacing cloud. What the hell happened? I need to know. Like, I don't, I, 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 in my mind, can imagine Luke Skywalker going and training how to use a sword. I can do it. I can imagine Rey going and do it. I can just do that in my mind. I cannot imagine how an entire Jedi temple was destroyed if it wasn't Ben Solo going in and doing it. You got to explain that to me. So I, I, I think that's a great point, Rob, because. The four, I think it was a four issue of a Kylo Ren comic run, just kind of hinted it. Hey, this wasn't Ben. Okay, what the hell happened then? That's the kind of stuff that I think the sequel trilogy was missing. And that, when you're talking about rushing and not having a plan, that's that's the kind of stuff that you're missing there. That really, I mean, you don't have to fill in every gap in a story, right? It also can allow more stories yeah. to come in and be told, but. There's obviously some issues with it, and and I don't, I'm sorry we went on this tangent from the Bad Batch. To oh this. no, this is good, but it's good discussion, and I, I just I don't know, guys. Uh, we're going to continue to get Star Wars content. It's going to continue to piss some people off, and it's going to continue to make some people really happy. That's how it is with every you know every everything. Maybe. I want to say I want to add this in because I know Scotty's about to go off. Maybe that's what ultimately. So you said the dark cloud. Yeah. Okay, so the Dark Cloud would have to be maybe Palpatine sending that in, or maybe he was able to make that happen and do that, and that is what's destroyed. And then maybe the fall of you know Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, and then the temple being destroyed, that's what finally broke Luke. That's what he was mm-hmm. like, look, the dark side is always going to destroy and destroy, and we're just here as vessels. And he was to the point where he just felt that he no longer could – handle that anymore and that's what he was trying to tell ray and things like that so that's and and you're right that story does need to be told because we have to figure out because ultimately we have to figure out what happened with or what happens with grogu maybe that happens way before that mm-hmm. and then the temple's a whole separate thing but we gotta know the more i think about the temple thing it makes me think of those guys that were on exegol remember the stadium full of disgusting sand people whatever they were uh, and all that, and that cloud and that storm over Exegol, it kind of makes me think that Palpatine just sent all those dudes to the temple and said, have at it, boys. Like, I, I don't know how else they would have done it, um, especially if Grogu and, and Luke are in there, and and, and and or maybe, yeah, Luke, would, I guess, was knocked out. So uh, with Grogu, yeah. man in the front door, I, I don't know. Like, what happened? 
Uh, it wasn't just a storm, you know, when like a hurricane hit the temple and killed everyone. So I w- I'd be interested to know. I don't, I guess I don't need to know. I think that's, that, let's, let's, let's talk a little more about this. I feel like we're just not going to talk about the sequel trilogy era anymore. That's unfortunate because I felt like we were going to get some good stuff, but Scotty, what do you think? I just think that, uh, Disney's created a monster, <laughs> but it's always <laughs> like been that. one. Don't forget, you know, yeah. and Disney has, and they've it, expanded yeah, it, but uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars always was. It's, it's just, a monster that they tried to lop the arm off of in the <laughs> EU. So they've cut the EU arm off. Yeah. And it's just like kind of growing out slowly and it's like ang- it's angering the rest of the body. <laughs> and until like people are healed, like I just feel like they're and and I gotta be better at ignoring it. Like the corrosiveness it it gets to me yep. and it's like every post and every Dude, tweet thing. It's just, that's like, what I had. Can you guys like get over anything in your lives and like yeah. just yeah. enjoy this part of it? Yep. I know I know people because I've seen them on YouTube and whether they're full of it or whatever, there are people who literally don't watch anything outside of the six film timelines. Yeah. yeah. So they've seen Rogue One, they've seen you know, other the Mandalorian, the ancillary shows that are in the prequels and things like that, but they have not seen anything else outside of that part of the timeline, comics or anything else, because they, yeah. they it's true. They're or just video games or anything. There's, yeah. There's so much to be filling in with mm-hmm. like what we said, it's always between that time like Clone Wars kind of episode three up to four, and then that six up to nine, those are such gaps in the canon that those are now being addressed and people are still like okay that's why i think they went out and they were like okay here's everything in front of your face and you're like whoa like like, yo obi-wan oh this and oh that and whoa we're getting we're getting a a movie the squadron this is going to be great where this Mm -hmm. is and now you see it all but they're like look this is our proof we have things in the mix calm down just give us time we can't make these things happen yeah. and the thing is is what just happened in the past year slowed all that down yeah so with that being said that just pushed everything back another year they yeah. need patience and while you have patience pick up a hobby read a book and enjoy the star wars galaxy because yeah. every story ever told has always enthralled all of us. Yeah. Whether we liked it or didn't, we listened to it. We tried to think about where it is in that timeline, how these characters work in with here. Mm-hmm. It's what we do almost every time we have a casual council because we want to know more. Disney's going to give that to us, and I'm happy, and I don't care about anybody that isn't happy because how can't you be happy about material that's being given to you keep reading man well we all thought it was dead right like (laughs) i remember Mm. i remember very distinctly a conversation that that ez and i had with our uh, a couple of our friends years ago said man do you think they'll ever make a episode seven and we just laughed never in a million years george lucas went on 60 minutes and said it was over said it was dead like none of us ever thought we were going to get anything after that and the fact that we're getting, you know, stories is, is awesome. And if you don't like them all, hell, I mean, people have been hating parts of Star Wars for a very long time. They've been so invested in it from the first Star Wars movie they've been invested in it to a point where they critique it like nothing else that they, you know, claim to like. They're, we're just so critical of these things because it is a big part of who we are. But you also got to remember, Scotty, I think you bring up a great point. You, this is what I had to do. You just sometimes you have to just step back out of that stuff because 
the 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 bullshit and and the negativity is going to be amplified so much just in the the culture that we are right now but even the 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 mechanisms that we have with the internet and youtube like those conversations that often become toxic generate a lot of revenue for youtube and ad revenue and stuff like like it's going to be elevated it's going to it's going to have a bullhorn that's going to make it louder but i think people got to tune out sometimes because if if you're if you're putting so much negative energy into something that you, you say you enjoy like it takes way more energy to hate something than it does to love it and i think if people were hating something so much they really need to reevaluate if it's worth their time like that's why i've just stepped back and said i'm going to look for the good in the stories and if i don't enjoy it offer criticism and then i'm gonna move on i i'm I'm not gonna put so much time and effort into trying to validate my point because there's so many opinions out there and people's voices are gonna be so elevated because of what we have around us it's not it's it's just not conducive to a good conversation so you find yourself with with not like-minded people you know but people that will sit down and listen that's seems like a fairly i sound like an 80 year old person right now but it seems like a very unique thing nowadays some someone to just be able to sit and listen and so you got to surround yourself with people that will listen and have a fun conversation like we're doing now it's just it's it's there's too much of the opposite of that going on and uh, scotty i'd recommend take a step back from it because man it, it it starts to just consume your thoughts and to a point where you're just like i don't even want to do what i'm enjoying like podcasting ask holly there's been many days where I'd be like, I don't even want to do it anymore. There's so many people that are just so goddamn critical of this. And it's like, why even try to put a perspective out there? Because, you know, it's not going to get, it's not going to get as many, you know, listens as this podcast. And I got to a point where I said, I don't care because I enjoy talking about it. And who's going to listen? Who's going to listen? And that is what it is. And, And I've kind of given up on trying to to please people into to hearing my opinion and, and having it validated. It's there's so many opinions and there always have been, that's always been a thing. They're just way more prevalent now with the technology that we have. It's just, if you're putting so much energy into something, it's not bringing any value to you. You got to reevaluate it. And I say that to everyone. And there's so many different things that could apply to for, for me. That was podcasting, uh, social media. I, with rebel watch, it was, let's get this stuff out. It's It's like, Man, that didn't bring any value to my life. You know what I'm saying? Just to get someone to listen, you know, to 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 question my opinion and let's let's, let's you know who's right. Who's, eh, eh. Let's have a conversation with friends and let's share. See, it. I like that though. See, that's like so that's it gets, gets the blood going. going. Like, yeah, that the <laughs> speculation and the like. Yeah. No, but what about this and the like? Yeah, but they should have done that and then. You just have to be open to allowing people to validate themselves without it affecting your ability to validate your own self. Like we're, we're too um, surface level with a lot of this stuff. It's like, yeah, Yeah. dude, just that, that's your opinion. Sweet. Like let's go have a beer, you know? (laughs) So it's like people let these, like the people who are the trolls and the trying to, trying to trigger you. Oh yeah. That that is the comment that gets 30 other comments and people ignoring all the other, like really good comments about what happened. Yeah. But yeah, you just got to, you gotta like flow with it, and, that's, uh, and I've I've learned to do that. 
Yeah, you have to. You have to, man. Or it's it's a it's a dark place to be. And I think people like Star Wars and them. I don't know if they have comments. Charlie. I think if they don't, then they got sick of the dumb shit people were saying. Like, like yeah. opinions that like bound to happen. Great, you have an opinion. Yeah. That doesn't mean we have to share it, or that we have to share your stupid comment on our public platform. Like, it's not your platform. Create your own yeah. website to generate your own videos, or create your own company to create your own products. Like, no one's entitled to share their dumbass opinion. Mine included on anyone else's platform. I've been given the opportunity to do so and abide by their bylaws. It's just, it's incredible how entitled we feel to our opinion and the fact that everyone mm-hmm. has to hear it and that we have some right that they should hear it. You're, you're not guaranteed that, not in the interwebs. Um, you can go. I'm just being nasty about it too. It's like, when yeah. did that start becoming cool? Like, when did it's it start becoming cool to yeah. say that? To say that thing, you know, it's going to get everybody. Like, you're stupid like your father. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. why you got to go there? <laughs> and, and that brings up the thing that we're all talking about, and that's what, again, I always bring up with Flying Casual, is that we have a community that actually has a, peop- a bunch of people that are EU knowledgeable, that are canon knowledgeable, and it all is cohesive. Meanwhile, you have these other groups that if you mention Ray Skywalker in, you will be banned. You will be banned. Like there's no uh, reason to take it to that personal level. Yeah. You don't even need like you'll get reported. They'll report you to Facebook, and they're yeah. like, it's like, why are you doing that? What? Why are you sitting behind a computer screen with your all your novels? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Do you dust them every day? Do you wax them every day? <laughs> what do you got? Book wax or something? And you're sitting there, you're sitting there, you're just salivating about these novels, yeah. and you're denying yourself another good yeah. story. Yeah, take all stories within stride, Absolutely. no matter what the story is. I take that with video. It's the same with video games. That's a crappy video game. This is a good video game. Hey, you played both of them. Do you feel bad about that one? Will you ever go back and play it again? No. But you played it. You've experienced it. So, therefore, you were part of that. Why not be part of more and why be part of that? Yeah. That's something we don't understand. It makes me wonder, like, we look back on our lives and the things that we've enjoyed, right? They stick out the most. Like like you said, there's video games I immensely remember enjoying. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade 2 was one of the greatest video games of all time. I still have not beat it to this day, which is crazy Impossible. on the NES. Impossible. And crazy. That uh, makes me think of skating and, like, skating rink. And that was, like, where they go. Like, yes. That's what it's like. Boys, I, I couldn't skate. So, like, my boys got <laughs> there. I'd get out there and be like, Right, and then I yeah. would run over to the turtles machine, and I'd be there with my boy Leonardo eating both those buttons. Right on Bebop's chest. That's what right? we do, right? You have to. So it just make it makes me a little concerned for just like future generations, and it's like if they're just so, you know, consumed with negativity and 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 people's opinions, like what memories are they going to look back on and be fond of? You know, man. I, Dude, Loved trolling I, people for twelve hours on YouTube. It's like those were the good old days. Like, what are they? What are they going to look back on and say? Man, I wish I had done more of that. It just kind of makes me a little concerned about future generations that haven't seen anything but that. Um, that can't look back and say, man, it, it, times may have not been more civil, but um, there's definitely more limitations as to you know where you could be exposed to this stuff. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. 
I want to be like Jane Silent Bob, and I'm going to write a list of all the names <laughs> of all the people. And then 25, 30 years from now, when they bring back like the old Finn and they bring back the old Ray, I'm going to be like, not my Finn. Not my Finn. It ain't my Finn. Ray, he have no purple lightsaber. <laughs> His last say brain purple. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's too bad too. I I I would enjoy some some. Maybe we'll get some sequel stuff in the future. Who yeah, knows? bring it. Like it I was all down. the hype. Now it's like okay, a couple people poo pooed it, and now you're just like oh, Mandalorian. You know, yeah. like you're going backwards in time now. Going back in time, and We're excited for the al- the acolyte and that kind of stuff. Like yeah, pre pre prequel stuff. Like give me that. Dude, yeah, settings, like. absolutely. I, I think there's some really great projects that we should be looking forward mm-hmm. to. And that, and that's, that's the whole, the whole, you know, the, what we're talking about is just looking forward to things and being excited about it. And it, and yeah, speculate the hell out of it. That's what we love doing here. Um, man, but we just don't put a lot of effort into the negativity <laughs> anymore. And thank God no. I, I, it would, it would, it, just a couple years of doing it aged me probably 10 years. So <laughs> it's good. You know, to mm-hmm. get out of it now, but uh, and guys, I mean, these are the conversations that need to happen. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to talk about the Bad Batch, and then sometimes you're going to talk about the Star Wars universe, even outside of the storytelling, because it's just it. it sometimes mm-hmm. it's interesting. Sometimes it makes my blood boil too, Scotty. And and sometimes um, you want to make a change, and you just got to you just got to be the example yourself, you know. And that's that's what we like. Yeah. Like Rob keeps. You know, uh, I love Rob's testament to our, our group and what we do um, because you just try to be that example and whether people follow it or not, cool. But I can't control Lucasfilm. I can't control the trolls. I can't control, you know, big Star Wars YouTubers or podcasts and what they're doing and saying. I can control the conversations we're having as much as I can and, yep. and, and offer, you know, opinions, whether they're good or bad and but just you just set the example, and that, and that's what we want to do here. Um, so that's we appreciate right. those that are listening. That you know maybe enjoy other Star Wars, you know, content, podcasts, YouTube's, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just I don't know, guys. It's a unique time. I have no idea where Star Wars. Is. Sure, I know it's a. It's, to they're going to continue to go in the direction of making money, and they're making a ton of it. I mean, I know people wanted to end their Disney Plus subscriptions and make it. They literally are the biggest streaming platform. <laughs> like, it's just they're going to continue to make money, and and, and but Mike, it's gonna it could be, be so much bigger. It could be so much bigger. Yeah. The, I mean, it I used know. to be huge. I'm fine. I'm fine if I never see Kate Skywalker Abeloff, and that would hurt a lot of. <laughs> he did it. He's going to take he one for the it. team. Yeah. He's take one. He'll take that one for the team. I'm fine without it. I'm yeah. fine without it. Yes, Abeloff. Me too. <laughs> Me too. With that over there, the Star Wars Galaxy Restoration 3 that they're making, that where it takes all three yeah. forms, Star Wars Galaxy, and is putting it together, and literally crashed yesterday. Like, it literally launched yesterday and crashed. Yeah. And it looks so amazing, and Jedi's not selectable. I want to go make a girl Jedi and call it Abeloff, right? <laughs> and But I don't care if they never get to that. And I've already said on previous things, I think with the setup with Ray, I think the next Abeloff will be a guy. But yeah. that being said, I don't care about any of that because what they're giving me now is beautiful. Can you imagine, though, if they have a, had an Abeloff name? Even just the name used in canon, I don't think they could do it because the whole time people are like, I don't trust this person. There's like, yeah, it's, are it's they are way. who they say they are? I don't know. 
Uh, so, so maybe we, we won't hear the name, but, um, yeah, and they've done that. They've, they've taken cool parts of past Star Wars that the whole EU universe is way too sloppy and way too messy. And some of it's way too weird for Disney to have <laughs> said, let's continue those stories. It's like, there's no flipping way they're going to do that. No company would look at that and say, yeah, let's build off of that because it was a mess. There was diff- yep. There's a time in Star Wars. Do you remember when there are different levels of canon? What? What the uh-huh. hell does that mean? This is kind of more real than this one, but this one isn't more real than any of the others. It's like, what the hell does that yeah. mean? A color yeah. coding of canon? This makes no <laughs> sense. Was this a terrorist <laughs> threat level? I, it's just some of it's just kind of messy. There was a time where Luke Skywalker was in love with the machine. What? It's just weird shit that they could not take and say, let's make this a realistic, you know, story here that people are going to enjoy. There's just some weird stuff. There's some cool stuff, and they've definitely taken parts of that, and they're going to continue to do so. You may see, I know there's a whole thing about Revan right now, and that would be cool because I thought he was a cool character. Darth Bane, also a cool character. They can take these characters and, and write new stories that still, you know, pay tribute to them like they did with Thrawn. But in a new setting, in a different way, I think that's cool. That is that's cool to me than just retelling the same thing that we've seen, um, mm-hmm. because you already be invested then, right? Be like, that is Darth Bane. That was cool. I remember playing the games, or you mm-hmm. know, the or Revan. That's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy in. I'm buying in. And people did with Rebels. They did with Thrawn. Thrawn was in a completely different timeline, and people loved it because they stayed true yep. to the character that was created by. Timothy's on so they can pay tribute to those characters, get them in this universe. And that's awesome. But some of the stories were just bad. Some of them really great. Rob loves some really great ones. And so do I, some of them like Luke Skywalker doing machines. That was a joke about Donatello in the nineties. Come on guys. (laughs) It was just weird. And he actually, he, yeah, he was in love with the machine. It was weird. Yeah. It's the, the whole thing. is just wrapping it together and the timelines they're giving us right now, we've already looked, like I said earlier, they've already given us everything. We don't need to get to anything past Ray mm-hmm. until like 2030. Yeah. We really don't. And, and hope to God that most Star Wars fans are around for that because, you know, this world is limited, time is limited in our yeah. lives, and we respect that. But that story can be told. So do you stay in your life in this little hateful bubble? Yeah. You which I love, yeah. and, and you won't come out of it, man. Bloom, brother, bloom, sister, bloom anybody in this world. Like, just get to what you got to get to yeah. and love. We're not asking you to love the movie solo, but I did. Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's your opinion. Yeah. I just watched it again. Yeah. I constantly watch Rogue One and Solo and that's kind of funny. It's all around the same timeline we were Absolutely. talking about with the Bad Batch. Yeah, we were supposed to talk about a potential solo sighting in the Bad Batch, a young solo. We didn't get to it tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll speculate on it some more because, yeah, it's 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 a it's a good timeline. Maybe we see a little guy. I'd like. I think Omega, as much as she's seen, you know, outside of Camino right now. Her running into, you know, Lady Proxima and the kids that she's pretty much kidnapped would be a very eye-opening experience for her because she's yeah. still pretty naive and stuff. So that would be – I'd be down to see a little solo action. 
Um, yeah, there's so much. And with the bounty hunters now being involved, yeah. like we were talking about earlier, what this it's confirmed this is Fennec's pretty much how Fennec made the name. So when you fast forward to the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian's like, oh, she's like the best and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Well, show us. Yeah. Show us. And they're going to show us. They just showed us right now. Yeah. She wasn't even a killer. When, when Fennec was in that episode, which was it Scotty, you loved that episode, right? That was your. That was yeah, your. my favorite episode yeah. so far. Four. Episodes. When they did that, I didn't think she was gonna be all like, "Hey, are you looking for somebody?" Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, oh, feel weird, but cool, and be like, "I'm a girl, so like, this is gonna how it's gonna play." Yeah. And Omega, even if she is force sensitive or whatever, totally went by it because yeah. of the way that Fennec was able to put that off. That is a brilliant bounty hunter, a brilliant bounty hunter that went and even when Hunter showed up, she yeah. still held true and Omega defended her. And then the real stuff went down yeah. and that, that's what you want. That's why it was a great episode for Scotty. That's why it's a great episode for many others as well, is that it's giving us this beginning of Fennec. Who's Fennec? We all asked ourselves that through the Mandalorian. Well, now we're going to know. And now where this goes, whether Big Fortuna is a creature handler, <laughs> owning up to Jabba, and all these things come together, what is there to hate? Yeah. There's nothing for you, hey, y'all. God, who knows? This, um Last point I'm going to make, the Phoenix Shan thing, I think, could also point to the fact that she sympathizes for kids for whatever reason it is. Same thing she defends Gro, like she's all on board to defend Grogu and yeah. help the Mandalorian. So there's something about her and kids, like maybe she's got that same bounty hunter like rule, like she's hired to do this thing for them, but it's Omega and they find she finds out she's a kid. So yeah, she's maybe she's 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 kind of, you know. Got a big heart, you know, she's out just making a living in the galaxy, but maybe she's got a big heart. Yeah. That involves kids. Yeah. She's a little more gentle, but she's, she's a killer. She, I think she's, she, I mean, look at her taking record down, right? Like, I mean, uh, he, he can handle his own, but boy, one, one knockout I'm to see her motives for sure. Yeah. I, I it's going to be, we're definitely, it feels like we're going to see how her and Boba met. Cause I feel we talked about this on this podcast. I feel like they're, there's an introduction prior to him, you know, rescuing her there on uh, on Tatooine. So I'll be really curious to see what happens there. And, and guys, I mean, sometimes conversations divert off over time. But, hey, it's Star Wars. It does that to you sometimes. We have good conversations. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this one. The Bad Batch is, is turning out to be a really – it could be classic Star Wars, you know, just, just like Rebels. It could be right up there. Who knows? We've got a lot of story to be told. How long are we going to run with it? Is it going to bleed right into the book of Boba Fett? I have no freaking clue. Um, but we're here for it. We're here for it weekly. Um, and, and these guys, I can't thank them enough for, for talking to us, Rob and, and Scotty, about the Bad Batch and all of Star Wars. We're doing what we love, and we'll continue to do what we love. We ain't going to let negativity get us down. We ain't going to let haters get us down. We're going to continue to talk about Star Wars because we enjoy it. And when we don't enjoy it, we'll stop doing it, but we're still enjoying it. Uh, and we hope you guys are enjoying that. Uh, so we appreciate you listening. Um, this is our, uh, we mentioned our, our casual uh, council where we meet with our Patreon uh, members monthly, our Jedi Knights and Jedi Masters. Uh, so if you want to check that out, go ahead and do that. But you can also join our, our, our Facebook group that Rob mentioned. Um, a lot of good conversation going in there. Um, so check that out. And uh, expect 
Uh, we didn't get the last casual council posted, but that'll be posted uh, this this coming week. And you're probably not going to hear this for a bit either. But uh, we're going to try to get back on track with casual council. Life is crazy. I'll just say that a lot happening. Um, so we've got a lot going on here on the podcast. But we appreciate your patience. We appreciate you guys listening. And as always, may the force be with you.